and welcome to the next episode of Decepticast. As always, I'm your host, Scott, and on this week's show, we're going to be continuing our movie wrap-up segment, covering the movie Voyagers and leader, leader figures, and then we'll be moving on to this week's robot review, where we'll be covering the animated Voyagers. So, without further ado, let's get on with the show. And first, we're going to have the second installment of our movie wrap-up segment. First, talking about Voyagers. Voyagers, or Megas as they used to be called, have always been a great size of Transformers, a balance of size and price. In the movie line, the Deluxes sort of ran away with most of the toys, but there were still several great Voyagers. There were 20 total releases, half of the Deluxes, 7 molds, and 13 repaints. My pick for the top figure in the Voyager line is Ironhide. He's another one of my favorite Autobots, and the toy is just as cool. Vehicle mode is a sleek top kick, extremely accurate to the real thing. There also is a lot of great details molded into him, such as the Autobot symbol on the back and the runners on top. Not everything is painted though, which is a negative, but it is a very dark vehicle mode, so I can't complain too much. You can imagine what my favorite repaint is. Despite several unpainted details, I enjoy Ironhide's truck mode. Transformation is actually a big pain in the butt. Yes, the transformation is very annoying, and I know, I know, I shouldn't be talking this way about supposedly my favorite Voyager, the best, but I have to be honest. It's a very complicated change and requires lots of twisting and turning. The arms are of particular annoyance. They need to go up for the hips, back down for the head, and then just, they just always seem to get in the way. Ironhide does have a cool feature in his changing, though. His automorph actually works and is pretty cool, where you pull down on the feet and the tires sort of slip back and the legs change. Still, despite all my issues with his transformation, Robot Mode more than makes up for it. Robot Mode is awesome. First time I saw Ironhide in Robot Mode, I knew this movie would be great. He shows that if, you, if your Robot Mode is good enough, it can overpower things like irritating transformations and bland colors. He looks very powerful, but with a great air of age to the old warrior. He's very poseable despite the lack of ball joints. He has enough click and hinge joints that it still works great. He can hold a number of poses. In terms of movie accuracy, Ironhide does pretty well. He's not perfect, the toy is a lot skinnier than the movie character, but it's still very close. He still has his huge cannons. They don't fire on their own, but they do combine and then the missiles fire. Although I don't really like doing that since it's not movie accurate and the cannon when it's combined is way too long. It's a good addition though. Ironhide is swimming in details as well, but the sort of monotone paints don't bring out bring out the details a lot. We do get more color in robot mode though, which is nice. Ironhide just in the end, he just looks cool. He's one of my favorite movie designs. He's bulky, armored looking, and Ironhide looks like he can take on any Decepticon. A tough, awesome-looking Autobot that's detailed and posable clearly outshines the negatives of this mold. To me, after the whole year, Ironhide is still tops. Coming in second is Blackout. I'm sure many people will disagree with me, but I really like this figure. Vehicle mode is very, very compact and tight, and it's very long. People say Blackout is too short in robot mode to be a Voyager, but his chopper mode is clearly why he's that size class. It's very long, like I said, and very wide when the blades are outstretched. And being able to spin the blades with a trigger is just fun. Plus, it's detailed and detailed and realistic looking, even if it's a little out of scale. The paint scheme is indeed a little boring, but it's fitting for the vehicle mode. Transformation, like Ironhide, can be very irritating. 
specifically getting the shoulders to fit onto the body. However, once you're done with that, you get a really cool, albeit a little short, robot mode. Yes, he's a little vertically challenged, but he's still one of the best Voyager molds, in my opinion. Like Ironhide, he's very poseable with lots of hinge and click joints. The biggest problem with posability, and actually the biggest problem with robot mode, is his chopper tail backpack. However, you could even remove that if you choose and use that as some odd weapon. I prefer not to do that as then Blackout loses the blades on his back, which for me is one of his defining features. Uh, also, leaving the backpack on to me gives him some support. You know, like a stand. Detailing is good. Nothing as intense looking as Ironhide, but still very nice. Coloring gets a little better than in vehicle mode, but nothing too special. See the premium for that. And it doesn't need to be mentioned, Blackout is some of the coolest Decept is one of the coolest Decepticon designs. In terms of accuracy, Blackout is great from the waist up. Unfortunately, the legs are not. This was probably a necessary thing, but they are way too skinny, and for lack of a better word, they're too linear. Still, Blackout is a great figure with a lot of fun features, and he comes with Scorponok. Just like Barricade and Frenzy, Blackout is enhanced by his minifigure. It's incredibly detailed for something so small. It's too bad that it's almost not painted. Still, it's just fun that Hasbro included him, and all in all, Blackout is one of my favorite figures. Well, now that I've covered my top two, I've got one honorable mention. I want to give an honorable mention to Incinerator. I really love his robot mode. Some might think of the propeller blades as hands or negatives, but I actually like them. But Incinerator deserves props for his feature alone. His arms are very, very poseable, yet no matter how you move them, the gear system that spins the blades from the back trigger always works. Pull the mechanism and the blades spin no matter how the arms are posed with their many joints. Very cool. The worst Voyager mold by far is Megatron. An irritating... I've used the word irritating a lot, but this guy, especially with lots of twisting and turning, his really irritating transformation, a stupid vehicle mode that's basically the robot lying down, and a robot mode that's covered with crappy ice and annoying spring-loaded feet make it the worst mold. The leader is much, much better. In terms of repaints, I have my top three and one honorable mention. My number one may surprise you. It's Best Buy Megatron. Yes. I know I just got finished saying how he was the worst Voyager mold, but Hasbro took that horrible mold and turned it into something very special. The ice is now a dramatic white and actually ice-colored. But the best part is the metallic silver all over him, augmented with black. It looks great, very deadly, yet sort of regal in my opinion. It's a very intricate scheme. A lot of attention was paid to him. Leader Megatron might be the best mold, but this guy is the best-looking Megs. One of the things repaints, one of the things going for repaints, one of the best ways to judge them is what they do for the mold that the previous coloring didn't, and this figure is a perfect example. Second and third place, of course, go to Premium Blackout and Ironhide, creating two of the best figures from the entire past year. Blackout shoots ahead to second, swapping most of the bland blue for a much more realistic, well, I guess it would be navy blue. In vehicle mode, he's got a touch of battle damage, but nothing overwhelming. But the best part is they added so many details from the movie, like the 4500X that's supposed to be on his tail, which is how they know that the helicopter was shot down. This looks very similar to a Japanese exclusive release, but I've never seen that one in person, so I won't comment. Robot mode looks much better, a much more coherent scheme. 
Everything is cleaner and much more movie accurate. And best of all, Scorpy is completely and accurately painted. It looks great exactly how it should. It just puts this release over the edge and make it makes it a must-own. Then comes Premium Ironhide. Instead of a dull black, he's now a shiny ebony. It looks great, so much that I was afraid to touch him for fear of smudging and fingerprints. Every detail left untouched for the first release gets attention here, resulting in a great toy. Windows are frosted, the runners on the top are painted, the smokestacks are covered. It looks great. The only snag is the addition of a new large silver Autobot symbol on the front, which looks odd since it wasn't in the movie. Robot mode is very impressive. His head is fully painted, including his eyes. The metallic paints look great on his cannons, and so many parts of the mold are painted. Even his feet are colored, separating them from the the, the foot piece. The It was just sort of like one piece with the square thing on the bottom. Well, now the feet themselves are painted, so they're separate, which was something the first release was missing. Looking at it, in the end, it might possibly be one of my, my favorite movie figure. It takes the best mold and fills, it, fills in all the gaps, making it near perfect. And in terms of my honorable mention, I'm going to have to go with Evac. Not only do I love this mold, but he's completely up and down, redone with colors. Allegiance is flipped, and there are several remolded features. I especially like his new head and the fact that Hasbro gave us a little raft that converts into a gun to replace Scorfinock is just pure greatness. The color scheme is really awesome, very intricate and complete. This really feels like a new character. Not to mention at BotCon 2007 on the Hasbro tour, I saw the first ever finished model of him. And so, ever since then, he's got a special place in my heart. For the worst Voyager repaint, uh, there's, you know, it's, it's a tough one. Out of the nine left I haven't talked about, none of them are bad per se. But if I had to pick one, I guess I would pick Off-Road Ironhide. Not only did the light blue missiles look separate from the rest of the scheme, his eyes burst with that ugly Allspark power. In general, Ironhide just works better with darker colors, and the lighter you make him, he loses more of his tough character. Blue just isn't him. Before I move on to the animated Voyagers, let me wrap up the smaller but still revolutionary movie leaders. With a scant seven releases, this side still made an impression. I'm picking my top figure out of the three molds, and I'm going to have to go with Prime. The biggest negative with Prime is the kibble on his back and his legs. However, all three molds have a lot of kibble. Optimus is the one who can manage it the best. The backpack stays out of the way, and ball-jointed feet help with balance. And the kibble on his legs, while they are annoying, can be moved according to how you want to pose him. Other than that, this figure is pretty damn awesome. Vehicle mode looks great, very slick and compact. It's very accurate to the movie and filled with great details, such as the little Autobot symbol on his grill. The blue with red flame paint scheme is just as cool here as it was in the film. Transformation is complicated, but still fun. In fact, all three molds have fairly complex transformations, but just as with the kibble factor, Prime pulls ahead by not having any of the things that plague Brawl and Megatron. Robot mode is very poseable with plenty of joints to support his bulk. Heck, he even has individual movement for each of his fingers. The design is very cool, a great blend of what we know as Optimus, yet a lot of new aesthetics. The coloring carries over from vehicle mode with some silver to the mix. Let's see, posability, design, coloring, what's next? Uh, yes, accuracy. 
Prime is fairly accurate to the film. Once again, if something was not formed by transformation, it was attempted to be molded in. The kibble is what prevents him from looking too accurate, unfortunately. The mold itself has a lot of detailing, which is very nice. For example, each of the fingers on the bottom has ribbed pads. That's thorough. Prime was a big blast out of the gate for the movie, and he still holds up. For the worst leader mold, I'm going to have to go with Megatron. His paint scheme is very bland, and he's not nearly as poseable as Prime and Prime or Brawl. Plus, all the junk on his back affects balance, and he's hard to stand while posing. All in all, he's okay, but Prime and Brawl are just better. Excuse me. For leader repaints, I'm tempted to say Premium Prime with his awesome sword, but for the top spot, I'm going to have to say Nightwatch Prime. It's something very different and very cool looking. In fact, the only d downside to this release is, of course, the Allspark Blue. However, even here, it's not that bad. It's a little bit on the forearms, up in upper legs, and head. It's only really bad on the head. Vehicle mode looks great. A dark navy coloring the truck, covering the truck. The flames are now silver, and they on top of an ash black that dissolves into the blue. It's very chill, and while I can't see Prime looking like this all the time, it does look like a great stealth option. I'm a big fan of darker colors, like blue and black, and this one looks very well done. The scheme carries over to robot mode, revealing, revealing a dullish sort of gray that goes well with the blue. This is a fantastic repaint, and, like Premium Ironhide, nearly perfect. For the worst repaint, that's easy. Deep Desert Brawl. The colors are so-so, basically whether you prefer tank green or the tank brown, but there's that damn all-spark blue. It doesn't match the rest of the colors, and it sticks out like a sore thumb. But, you know, you can always get the Fast Action Battler instead, if you need those colors. And that'll do it for this week's movie wrap-up segment. You got the touch! You got the power! Okay, now that the wrap-up segment is done for the week, let's move on to the robot review. And this week's robot review, we'll be looking at all of the animated voyagers of Wave 1, except for Cybertron Megatron. I opted for the DVD 2-pack with its very own version of Cybertron Megs. Let's start with Bulkhead. In vehicle mode, he's... Well, I don't know exactly what he is. I guess he's an armored car. But with his pseudo-military theme and odd window, that sort of makes him a vehicle all his own. Either way, he's fun, thick, and he rolls really well on his wheels. The truck mode has a lot of mass to it. It's not incredibly detailed, but all the animated figures have a fairly smooth look and feel. I like his little stars, though. Transformation is so much fun. Like, <clears throat> excuse me, like animated Ratchet, I can entertain, entertain myself for hours turning Bulkhead back and forth. For every step you take, there seems to be an automorph one to counter it. Pull back of the car... Fold the sides down and his arms swing forward. Flip the legs down, and then you push the halves together and the head transforms itself. It's a little more complicated than that, but you get the idea. Robot mode is great, with only two big negatives. One, he's very short. Smaller than some deluxes. That's okay, though, because if you want a bigger bulkhead, you can get the leader version. Very nice that Hasbro thought to do that. Personally, I, I don't mind the shortness, because this bulkhead comes with his wrecking ball, and to me that's more important. I'll take that over a buzzsaw any time. The second negative is he does have some kibble on the sides of his back. 
They do hang there, bringing the look of the robot mode down a little. Still, other than those two things, Bulkhead is one of the best animated toys. He's very poseable. Arms have a wide range of movement. Each of his claws can move, too. The legs are very small, yet are completely poseable with ball joints on the hips and hinged knees. The, le the legs are strong enough to support his massive bulk in many poses thanks to his wide, wide feet and range of movement. Bulkhead, as a robot, seems to have the same amount of detailing as a vehicle, but he actually has some cool moldings on his arms. That's right, Bulkhead is very smooth, but if you look in the black lines on his arms, you'll see that they're filled with etched details. This figure, in both modes, molds, modes, sorry, the damn word, is incredibly similar to, similar to the TV model, just like all the animated figures. It just makes an already cool toy better. Oh, and I forgot to mention his action feature in robot mode. Pull a trigger and his wrecking ball shoots out surprisingly well. While the ball is unpainted, the string is much longer than I expected it to be. Bulkhead is my favorite character from the show, and his toy is one of my favorites too. It's a wonderful figure, and I highly recommend him. And, of course, next we have Starscream. Everyone's favorite seeker is back for animated. Vehicle mode is a jet fighter with wings facing the other way. It fits in great with the animated style. It's a darker gray and red, but it still is very Starscream-ish. Not much more to say about Screamer in jet mode. It's stylized, but looks good. He has a very Starscream-like paint scheme, but with the matte paints. He's very wide, which is nice. You get a lot... For the, you get a lot of mass for the Voyager price point. Transformation is interesting. Starscream's transformation is actually just one giant automorph feature. Just unhook the legs and then push down on the cockpit. Click it in and he's done. On one hand, I really like it because it's an example of great engineering. One step and he's done. However, the whole method of changing turns into a negative going back to vehicle mode. After you've converted him and had fun posing Screamer, you have to make sure everything is back to neutral when turning him back, or it won't work. Arms will hit the legs, legs won't fit. It's happened to me several times. So I have mixed feelings about it. Robot mode is skinny, but very tall. The design is very classic Starscream with an animated flair. The figure is semi-show accurate. It has all the things Starscream has on the show, but the figure is much skinnier. Posability is very good, except for two problems. The same ones Black Arachnia has. His palms face upwards, and his legs have a bend in them, which makes posing hard. Otherwise, like Black Arachnia, he can still pose fairly well. The color scheme carries over, but adds black onto his forearms, and translucent orange for his eyes and mouth. It adds more and makes him much better looking. Starscream has a missile launcher on each arm. They can flip backwards or forwards. An interesting feature not mentioned in the instructions is if you push the blasters forwards, the sides of Starscream's arms pop out. It's a pretty cool feature that is a nice addition, not mentioned probably, probably because it's not in the show. In the end, Starscream is a nice figure, a cool Decepticon, and he has some nice engineering. But otherwise, he's pretty standard. I prefer Bulkhead. I can't recommend Starscream as much as him. Still, he's a nice toy to bolster your animated Decepticons. Now, we're going to move on to the DVD 2-pack. Same price as a Voyager, and it comes with Optimus Prime and Megatron, who they are both deluxe-sized, and a DVD. Let's review the whole set, starting with Prime. He's in his Earth mode. Vehicle more form is sort of an Earth truck, yet, of course, stylized in the animated look. Very angular, decked out in typical Prime, red and blue. He's very smooth, but has some nice battle damage detailing. It's interesting, even his battle damage is stylized. 
The damage isn't raw and brutal like on the movie figures, but fitting with the animated tone. You can store his axe in vehicle mode, although it does stick out then. The truck mode is nice. It looks like they took standard Prime and popped them right into the TV. Transformation is simple, even if my figure's chest piece tends to stick, some stick sometimes. Robot mode is very cool. It's re incredibly articulated. In fact, the only problem is with his feature, the spring-loaded waist. Prime, Prime can achieve many poses with his many, many joints. He's almost as posable as Prowl. Detailing and coloring carry over, over from vehicle mode, although we do see a little more damage in robot mode. I really like his head sculpt with the mask. mask. It's fairly show accurate. The colors seem a little darker, though. It's cool how they got the proportions right, with the upper body being large and broad-shouldered. Another point of accuracy is his axe. A big part of anima animated Prime's coolness and character is his axe, and this toy has it the best. Cybertron Prime's is too small, and the Voyager's doesn't look right, so that's another point in his favor. You can use his spring-loaded waist to sort of attack with his axe, but it doesn't exactly work aesthetically. Optimus Prime is a great figure, more than holding up his end of the set. And now on to Megatron. Megatron is in his Cybertronian mode, mode a scaled-down version of the Voyager, I believe. Of course, not as intricate, but I won't really comment since I don't own the Voyager. His Cybertron, excuse me, Cybertronian vehicle mode is okay, but it is a little thin. You can tell his robot mode arms are in front and his legs are on the side. Still, it's not as horrible as Voyager movie Megs. You can't see a lot of battle damage in vehicle mode. Most of it is safe for robot. Transformation is even simpler than Prime's, basically arranging your legs. Robot, robot mode is actually very nice looking. It's a great mixture of G1 Megs and the movie Megatron. His colors and body type are clearly G1, yet his head is very movie-influenced. It's cool. Megatron, like Prime, is extremely poseable, except for his spring-loaded waist. Oh, and he does have another problem besides his waist. His cannon, while looking very dangerous and powerful, is also very heavy. The ball joints on his hips can't support it, so posing can be extremely difficult if the cannon is attached or if he doesn't have proper traction. Then again, that just might be mine. In terms of detailing, he's got battle damage all over his robot mode. It's nice looking, but for some reason it's not blank. It's an black. It's an odd pink color. Megatron, like I said, has his typical huge cannon, and you can flip out one of the red blades to make it sort of a pseudo sword. This is obviously meant to work with his spring waist. Uh, all in all, Megatron is an alright figure. He's not as good as Prime, but still okay for a deluxe. He and Prime make a fine set. But then again, before giving the final grade, let's not forget the two of them come with a DVD. On this DVD, it's really only one episode, and it's the first part of the movie, which kind of stinks. Like we, I think most of us consider the movie one whole entity. So to have it split up with this, like, well, uh, split up like this is kind of weird. But you get the first part of the movie, which is so-so. Uh, the menu is pretty bland. It's basically just a box art. Uh, two cool things about the DVD is you get the full original opening with the entire theme song and the entire opening animation, which is cool. And there's sort of like a special ending monologue and montage for the end of the episode where a narrator says, you know, keep tuning in and you'll see lots of cool stuff. And then they show that uh, montage that was shown at a Comic-Con once, which is kind of cool that we get that on DVD. Uh, other than that, you also have a gallery a photo gallery of all the Wave 1 Voyagers and Deluxes, which, you know, is nothing you can't find on the internet. So the DVD is nothing special, but it is a nice bonus. So this uh, set is definitely worth 
the 20 bucks. So I guess Bulkhead is definitely the best of the Voyagers. And then I'd probably recommend you get a lot of money, a uh, lot for your money with the two-pack. And then I'd recommend Starscream. So, and that'll be it for this week's Robot Review. And that will do it for this week's Decepticast. Thank you for tuning in. I hope everyone enjoyed it. Next week, we're going to have a special show. No robot review, no library. We're going to focus solely on movie wrap-up so we can uh, wrap up the segment. We're going to be covering, uh, now that we've covered the leaders, the voyagers, the, delu the deluxes, We've covered a lot of the movie line, but there's a little bit left, so we're going to just take the next show to cover everything that's left over. The Legends, the Robot Replicas, the Cyber Slammers, the uh, Robot Heroes, the uh, Real Gears, of course, how could I forget them, and the repaints from the older lines, all that good stuff. So tune in next week for that. And once again, if you have any comments, questions, uh, ideas for segments, or if you just want to know something, see when you want to see something on the show, you want to know something about the show, anything with the show, just email me at decepticast at gmail.com. And don't forget to give us a good rating on iTunes. And once again, if you need any Transformers information, Always stop by www.cybertron.com, Cybertron with an S-E-I, one of the best Transformer sites on the web. Web, Or I'm going to start trying to update the blog more with just general Transformers information, so don't forget to check that out at decepticast.blogspot.com. So until next week, I'll see you.